What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Dogs Football Podcast. Yours truly here, No Alerts, bringing you um, the recruiting podcast that um, me and Nick decided to split it up on. He went over um, the season recap and how things folded out and some news that has happened in the last couple of months. And uh, I'm going to bring you on the recruiting side. Um, we know we've had a lot of a lot of things happen recruiting. We know we had the early signing period in December where we signed some really good players, some really good transfers that's going to come in and make an impact. And we brought some, brought in some freshmen that another really good recruiting class as freshman wise. I really like this class and we've, we're going to be adding some guys probably again tomorrow. We've, we've uh, had some commitments along the way since uh, the last signing period so we'll sign some more guys tomorrow um but i just wanted to go over here um some things that has happened since then obviously just go on going over a couple of the players that have transferred out um just a, a refresh of those guys we know logan black an offensive lineman um transferred out before the seat right before the season um colin hurd was middle of the season um, then some other guys here, Pop Jones, a running back. We really liked how he played in his his upside. Um, he decides to leave a crowded running back room. Levi McAfee, a, f- a former three-star recruit out of the state of Florida. Um, he transferred out. Kaneji Chandler, um, a linebacker out of down in Alabama. He also hit Raheem Rowe, an offensive lineman, a depth piece. Um He's out, and also T.J. Atkin, a receiver, played didn't really crack the rotation, but he played a lot of special teams. It was very valuable there. So those are the guys that transferred out. Then we know we had, I think, 17 seniors um, that have graduated, plus Nick went over Bo Banyan and Javon Williams to the draft. So with that being said, the scholarship numbers is always a crunch. Um, I have my number where I think we're at. I think we're over the scholarship limit. I don't know exactly. Um, but it's, it's all right to go in spring. I think it's good to go in spring, uh, spring football with being over that scholarship limit, because that means there's more competition for each position. Um, then after then players can see where they're at and say, Hey, I'm not happy with my role here. Um, this guy beat me out. Maybe I can go find after spring ball. I can, there'll be another, after I think it's May 1st, um, another portal window opens up. So after that spring, there'll be probably another here. I'd say a couple guys transfer out because they're not happy um, with what happened and the, the the recruiting side so they can go find another place um elsewhere to play their college ball because they're not um they got beat out maybe at their position battle or they just they just don't like things so um expect that to happen we i think uh Nick Hill and this this program's doing a, a wonderful job with keeping guys here because we don't see a lot of we haven't had a max a, a max transfer out you see it all over the country where teams this year are 20, 20 guys are leaving their program. Obviously 
Um, some are newer, but or you have a lot of teams where, I mean, Deion Sanders at Colorado is bringing in 40, 40 guys. Obviously, he's ba- he's basically renov- he's changing the whole program overnight, bringing in forty new players and just basically pushing guys out. It's um, I think Nick Hill and this coaching staff has done a great job with um, adding in pieces, but also, also moving guys out. I mean, guys know that when we bring in some transfers here and there that um, they're probably right away impact guys. But going into spring ball, my point is just going into spring ball over that number is perfectly fine. There'll be more position battles. And I really can't wait till spring ball gets started here. Um, getting to be able to watch some spring ball, see what happens. Um, hopefully we have some coverage here. Um, we know with Todd Hefferman stepping down that Bucky Dent has a lot to cover. He's doing it all himself. So um, hopefully Mike Reese, we get some interviews for spring and stuff like that. Um, but just start right away, just going over the December early um, recruiting cycle. Um, just starting with some trans. I'll just start with the, the transfers we brought in. Um, first off was defensive end Tim Varga. Um, he is one of the three Eastern Illinois transfers we brought in. This is a defensive end at 6'3", 250 pounds. Um, in four seasons at Eastern Illinois, he totaled 106 tackles, six sacks, 13 and a half tackles for loss, four pass breakups, and one forced fumble. He was named the second team All-OVC in 2021, um, where he had 46 tackles and four sacks. Um, last year in 2022, played in seven, seven games before a scene season-ending injury, had 29 tackles, a sack, and four TFLs. Um, he's a he's an all-academic, all-district in 2021, and an OVC academic medal of honor in 2020. Um, so this is a guy out of high school. He went to Elk Grove Village High School in Illinois. He's originally from uh, Newton, North Carolina. So this is a guy where he's going to be an instant impact. I mean, a grad transfer where – um, he's had a lot of productivity at, at EIU. So I really like this. We know it's been hard to get the impact guys there on that D line, but we know we lost some, but just going into next year, um, adding Tim to the guys like Richie, Cam Bowdry's back, Dewey Green, RJ Rebo, Lewis, Adam Hundemer, the Reeves brothers, um, than a couple other guys. So really like this addition where we start off this. Then the other Eastern Illinois guy um, we brought in, or, or the second Eastern Illinois guy we brought in was Colin Bohanick, a linebacker, six foot, 225, um, originally out of the Chicago, out of Chicago, went to Marist High School up there. Um, he was named second team all OVC in 2022 Had 73 tackles, seven TFLs, two interceptions. Um, he started 22 straight games for EIU in his 28 games played at EIU had 200 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, five sacks, three interceptions, five forced fumbles and eight pass breakups. He was named to the OVC commissioner's honor roll. Um, so this is with like Tim, this is a instant impact plug and play guy at that linebacker spot. Um, 
you talk about how you replace guys like Chris Chris Harris or George Douglas, um, guys in the middle there, um, starting back from um, Bryce Bryson Strong to replacing guys. So like the the level of players that in that linebacking core that has came through this program, like Bryson Strong, um, like Bryce Snowtree. Those guys that came through this program and made an impact. And last year we had the transfers in. Um, we keep bringing in instant impact players at that spot, but we've also done a nice job of getting guys in here and pushing them through the pushing them through the program and making them better, seeing the growth there. So um, adding Colin to that linebacking core with Dune Smith and Zach Barola, Branson Combs and Jakari Patterson, then the younger guys like Ben Bogle, Shane Roth, Corey McCollip. Um, that's a really nice position. We talk every year when we kind of go over the depth chart here. We'll do that here probably shortly. Um, in the offseason, me and Nick will both join on a pod, have, jump on a pod and um, just kind of look up the spring recap. But that's a really nice position group. Um, I know we have a – I'll talk about here in a little bit the freshmen that we have coming in at that spot, but we also have another transfer I'll talk about. We should be signing tomorrow on the February 1st signing day. Um, then the other the other Eastern Illinois transfer, the third and final one, Jalen Benefield, a running back, um, 5'10", 170, at a, originally out of Perland, Texas. So in four seasons at EIU, EIU, we played in 31 games, rushed for – almost 1,200 yards, 1,198 yards, caught 69 passes in a career, total 11 rushing and receiving touchdowns, named an all-academic, all-district team in 2022, was in the all-OVC newcomer team in 2019, started 10, 10 games and led the team in rushing that year with 402 yards and seven touchdowns. So um, I like this addition. Obviously, Pop Jones, Javon Williams gone to add a transfer like this. Um into the program to go along with Romier, Justin Strong. Not sure if he is back. We know Justin Strong graduated. Not sure. And we know he's had a couple injuries there. So not sure exactly um, if he's back, though. But adding him, losing Pop, like I said, um, Romier's uh, losing Pop, Javon. But adding a guy like that to add, if Justin Strong's back, Romier, Sean Lester, um, so then we, we know Caleb Wagner, I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, and Cade Stevens, Stevenson, the, the guy that redshirted last year. So that's a really nice running back room. I mean, we know it's been loaded ever since, I mean, it's been a, it's been a long time where we've had a running back room and you say, well, those are the two, two guys that's going to get the most load here recently. It's been three or four guys we know we can count on. So that is a plus there. So those are the three Eastern Illinois transfers. I really like um, be able to add those guys. Um, then another transfer I think would be instant impact. Noah Finsky, an uh, offensive lineman um, transferring from Colorado. Um, thank you, Deion Sanders, for pushing him out or – I don't know exactly the story, but love getting him here. 6'4", 295, originally from New Hampton, Iowa. Really like that. 
And another offensive lineman to add to the offensive line room that I think could be also instant impact at a Butler Community College, Aiden Logan. Been on this guy for a while, 6'6", 325. Those are two guys that we know we had some injuries on the line last year, and it, it was an up-and-down season for that offensive line as production-wise. Um, not as great in the run game, but those are two impact guys I think can come in here battle for a spot and win a spot and play right away next year. So excited to add those guys. Another guy, um, a Towson State transfer, and Ubaid Steed, a 5'11 safety, um, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Had a breakout sophomore season for them in 2022. 61 tackles, two tackles for loss, two picks, and four pass breakups. So this is a guy where, as a freshman there, had 20, 28 tackles. He's originally a three-star recruit um, at a high school. Um, so really like this addition. We know we always have to have that depth in that backfield, but we know there's been guys that come in here win spots. We know Antonio Fletcher last year won a couple, won his spot back there. And originally it was a rotation back there, P.J. Jules, Clayton Bush, Antonio, Easton Wolf. So this is another safety we can bring in here that has the experience and potentially play right away. Then a couple receivers we brought in, Cal Wideman, uh, Iowa Central Community Call Transfer, 6'1", 195, originally out of Omaha, Nebraska. At three seasons there at the junior college ranks, played in 29 games, caught 91 passes for 1,063 yards and 15 touchdowns. Um, in 2022, had 42 catches for 520 yards and 10 touchdowns. Named first team all region and all conference. Um, so this is a this is a guy that can come in here and I think play right away. I mean, with our receiving room, we know we know Deontay Cox is back. For Nick talked about that. That's a big medical. Um, waiver he's getting there for an extra season. We hopefully Isaiah Hartrip's back healthy. We know we have Zach Gibson, Jay Jones, and a lot of young guys behind those guys um, to replace the Bryce Millers, the Avantes. So really excited to add Cal to the wide receiver room. I think, um, like I said, he's more of, I think it'd be a Bryce Miller plug and play guy. Um, also added a couple more guys of that receiving room. Vincent Davis, the third, um, out of Charleston Southern, 5'7, 165, originally from um, down in Florida. Played in eight games for him, for Charleston Southern this year. Had 56 catches for 425 yards and four touchdowns. Named to the second team, all Big South Conference. So I really like this guy. I think he can be the return specialist uh, we've been really looking for. The last couple of years um, has has some eligibility left. I really like this. I think he's the he's a return specialist. Like I said, he can bring him in motion, handoffs, using his speed. I really like that there. Then another one at six two one ninety five is Dalen DeGraffenreed, um, a six like I said at a city college of San Francisco. Um, this could be a really guy, bring some nice size. Originally out of the Bakersfield, California, in two seasons at um, City College of San Francisco, played in eight games, 
including seven games in 2022, where he had 22 catches for 300 yards, three touchdowns, named a first-team All-Area um, and All-Conference a senior year in high school at Ridgeview. So um, bringing some size, I really like this addition for depth as well. I um, think he can be a guy where if he's, his name is called, I think he can make an impact right away. Um, then the final – then really the final – the final transfer we signed in the early signing period um, was a guy that originally committed to us out of high school. Um, and we were, in, we were in on him for a long time, but he spent, then he flipped to Eastern Michigan um, to play wide receiver, played in 16 games there, made three starts, caught 19 passes for 320 yards and one touchdowns. That is Zach Westermoreland out of Joplin, Missouri. Like I said, when we signed him, or when we when he committed originally, was really excited about getting him. Um, this is just a guy that's going to come here as an athlete. I think he could potentially play uh, DB or wide receiver. Um, he played wide receiver mostly at, or he played wide receiver at Eastern Michigan. So another guy to add to wherever he's going to fit in and be excited to bring him in for uh, if he's a wide receiver or if he's a DB because just getting those kind of athletes on the field in your program, just adding them to your program for one is huge. So I'm excited to add those. Those are the transfers we got for the early signing period. Then let's talk about a little bit of the recruiting class. Um, the freshmen we brought in really like this freshman class, really like the last couple we've entered, we've had here enter this program to see um, how they grow. First off, um, a guy we've been following, we've been updating you guys on, a cornerback, Jameer Khan, uh, 5'10", 165, out of Kansas City, Missouri, um, at at least Summit North. He helped his team to a 2022 6A title championship game named All-State, All-Conference, All-District, allowed just one touchdown catch in his final two seasons there um, in Lee Summit North. So this is a big get. This is a freshman that is a lockdown corner. I think you can bring in and after maybe one season of developing could be an a right away play guy. So excited about Jameer getting here. Another guy, Aiden Durig at a crown at a Lowell, Indiana, Crown Point High School at 6'6, 315. We talked about adding those bigger bodies on the offensive line. We need that. We've always talked about, well, when, when's the time we're going to get a guy that size? Um, you had a two transfers at 6'4", 6'6". Now last year with Jimmy Lansing um, at his size, Ryan Chanley at his size, bringing some bigger body guys in there and adding to that offensive line group and just being bigger up front because the battle of the trenches is big time. Um, another offensive lineman than Blaine Halley, 6'6", 290, up at a – um, Atlanta, Illinois, Olympia High School, really like him on the offensive line. So bringing those two guys in to see how they develop, can't wait. Add them to Jimmy and Ryan from last year. So um, then on the defensive line, we added two guys from down in the Georgia area uh, or down in Georgia out of Cordelli, Georgia, Amir Dwight. We've been following his senior season. Um, he recorded 131 tackles and 10 sacks in his high school career. 
injured his knee in 2022, so he was a little bit banged up. But in 2021, he was named to the Georgia Coaches Association All-State and first team All-Region, and he was the Crisp County Defensive Lineman of the Year. So adding him at 6'1", 162, we know we got Jalen Banks that – Jalen Banks last year in the recruiting cycle, but adding him to this D-line group to to just see how he grows. Um, then another guy at a LaGrange County or LaGrange, Georgia, down at a Callaway High School, Elijah Gunn. This one we knew a little bit about, but he kind of came out of nowhere when he signed on signing day. Um which always happens. Six two two eighty four defensive tackle, all a two time all state honorable mention pick, a two time all region selection, um, in his four year career there helped his team to a forty three and ten record, including a two A state championship in twenty twenty and two semifinal appearances along the way. So, adding those two, going down and getting guys from the south is always a big key. We know we like to live in Florida a little bit, but getting some guys that play in Georgia is really good get by the staff. Then another D lineman from Alabama and Carmelo Smith at 6'2", 285, big time get. And his junior and senior season combined for 92 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, and nine sacks. He played in the Alabama North-South All-Star game in 2022. So adding those three big bodies to that D line room to see how they grow to fall in to learn from the guys like the Reeves brothers, Cam Bowdry, interior guys that potentially the step of Jalen Banks after a redshirt year at his size, just um, the D-line room, getting some younger guys in there and getting some guys that can make an impact down the road is big time. And then going to go another some other um, big-time recruits. Talked about Logan Minton. 6'7 tight end um, from up of the St. Louis area at Lafayette High School. Um, love, love getting this guy in this tight end room. Um, we know with the guys that have moved on, we know Remington Lutz is gone. Then we know, obviously, All-American Jacob Garrett um, has, has, has moved on. We know last year we loved getting three players last year and the recruiting cycle and Ryan Schwindeman, Miles Marshall, and Brown Norton. Um, but excited to see their growth. We know we have John Ciszek, Ragnar there still, John Vollmer, and Aiden Quinn. So adding these, adding this kid to that tight end room could be. I mean, we saw Schwindeman start to play a little bit last year. This could be. A, we saw Aiden Quinn his freshman year. Uh, Logan could easily find a way to play his freshman year. Obviously, with the four-game rule, it's easier to get guys in, but can't wait to see what Logan does. Um, Allen Middleton is a three-star receiver from Mascuda, done it all for Mascuda. This is a guy that we were thrilled to get um, in our backyard on Mascuda. Really excited for him. Then another receiver that can be a big-time playmaker for us down the road, Cam White. Six foot one eighty at a Huntsville, Alabama. Um, really excited for him. Then another receiver, um, Broden Lewis out of Highland in our backyard, 5'11, 180. Um, so adding those three along with the transfers we got, just loading up our receiver room. We know 
we don't have very many veterans in that receiver room. So adding three more younger guys in there to just watch this receiver room grow. Um, we got one of the best receiving coach, wide receiver. Um, we know we lost our wide receiver coach, so it's going to be interesting um, how Zach Grant does with these guys. Can't wait to see what happens there. Then back to the defensive side of the ball um, for two more guys. Jamon Mathis, a 6'3", 235-pound defensive end out of St. Charles, Missouri. Um, Big-time get for us, adding him. Then uh, a guy I love, a guy I can't wait to see, um, Miles Wash, a tackling machine, linebacker, 5'10", 217, out of Wichita, Kansas. I mean, adding Miles, I think he could be – an all Valley player and then eventually play at the next level. He's a two times six, a all state and all conference member. Um, he's the 2022 arc Valley Chisholm Chisholm hall trail league defensive player of the year as a two year starter total 288 tackles, 20 TFLs, seven sacks and three picks. Um, he led the class six, a in tackles as a senior. He helped to, he helped to helped, team helped his team to a two-year 20 and four record and state runner up and finish in 2021 this is a guy that's named to the sports in kansas top 100 seniors he's a first team all-american honor roll guy he's also a wrestler where he was named second team um all conference up there so this is a guy i can't wait to get on campus this is on campus this is probably my favorite prospect in this class i think he can be a problem um, in a problem for opposing offenses um, in, in this uh, group. So can't wait to add him. Then finally, our last player we signed um, on, on this early signing day was Caleb Wagner, obviously the most notable guy, um, a, most notable guy knowing him, knowing his story, Running back, 6'1, 215, a three year all state and all conference performer, um, who's, who's high school all time rushing leader at 5,842 rushing yards, rushed for 67 career touchdowns, averaged 9.9 yards per carry. Um, then we know we broke uh, Derrick Henry's uh, record for um, 535 rushing yards and 25 carries um, in one game. That's just crazy. He's been he led his team to a 41 and 9 career record, was the MVP of the 2021A state championship game. So this is a guy where we're gonna add him. I can't wait to see his growth to add him to this running back room. Um this is gonna be a special kid, has the talent. Um obviously he was born without his left forearm left forearm and hand, but that hasn't stopped this kid. They're doing special things, and that's not going to stop him from coming here at this level and being the exactly was a stud. So I am so happy to add him. This is a really good first early signing period to add those guys that I've talked about along with the tr the transfers. But I really like this freshman class. Um, really like last year's as well. Um, but to just to jump in. Um, to some guys we'll probably sign tomorrow um, that we've had. Oh, but first, I've mentioned forgot to mention Tyce Cotry, a linebacker 
um, from the same high school as Carmelo Smith. Flipped his commitment to Troy, so he wants to stay home down in Alabama. Um, that's another guy um, that we that we had committed, and then we followed all the way through his senior year. But he he eventually um, flipped. Then another guy that we I was going to mention, um, Mark Viek. Uh, it was a transfer from Southeastern University. Um, was a really good player down in the NAIA level. He originally committed to us, then a couple of days later flipped to Marshall, so he's headed to play at the FBS level. Um, but a couple transfers we've added here recently, uh, Drake Johnson, a cornerback from Texas State University, only played in three games last year for them, has some eligibility. I think he has two years left, originally from Missouri City, Texas. So adding another death piece at that corner position, um, Hopefully he can be a special teams member then grow into potentially a starter down the line. Another DB um, played free safety at the JUCO level on Monroe College. Um, Quentin Hunter Colvin, 6'2", um, redshirt freshman last year. This is a guy that last year totaled 28 tackles, one tackle for loss, had three interceptions and one pass breakup. Um, like I said, another JUCO guy had some. We've had some JUCO guys come in here and make some good plays. Um, then another transfer um, out of Oregon State, out of the Pac-12, originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Jake Perella, um, an outside linebacker, redshirted is redshirted in twenty twenty one and only played one game this past year. So this is a guy that's going to come in here and potentially. Could earn a starting role, but be a death piece out of the Pac-12 level. Getting a guy of that caliber is really good to add to this team. Um, Can't wait to add him. Um, Another guy, um, Cooper Phelan out of Harrisburg, is going to be a preferred walk-on. Can't wait to get him at his size, um, 6'5", 330. Um, Getting guys of our backyard that if we can offer him that preferred walk-on spot, um, then we can grow in, maybe come in here and earn a spot um, is big time. I think always giving the guys that are local an opportunity to come in here and learn. We know Jackson Saley's was that way at West Frankfurt. And we know last year we had Peyton Missouri from Christopher. So just giving those local guys, we know with Vincent Newsom, a receiver, um, just giving those local guys a chance to come over here um, it's big time because if there's a guy that potentially played down the road at this level in our backyard, you need to go get him. So those guys, um, then tomorrow we all should assign uh, Rusty Van Wetzinga, the fourth um, out of Pleasant Valley High School up in Iowa. This is a guy where he was a, he was a Northwest Missouri state, yeah, Northwest Missouri State commit. Um, he's going to play linebacker for us. He has career stats in high school, 172 and a half tackles. He also had 911 total yards on offense, had 14 touchdowns. But I think he will come here, play linebacker, uh, could be a very good player. We know he was just offered the other day a preferred walk-on spot at the state of Iowa or at Iowa University, University of Iowa to play fullback, so not sure how, if we can, hopefully, 
I expect him to sign tomorrow, but if he wanted to go to think he could eventually play a role at Iowa, which I think he has the, the talent to do, that'd be something to watch out for. But pretty sure he will sign tomorrow. Can't wait to add him. Another guy we added, Chris Presto, a 6'2 wide receiver at a Cardinal Newman down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, added him most recently in his senior year where he had nine where he had um he had 36 catches for 585 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged about 50 yards a game. So this is another receiver to add to our young and very talented receiving room and very young and talented class. So those are some guys that excited for hopefully there's some surprises more tomorrow because we know on signing day, some guys don't like, um, I was telling Nick, I was going through, um, just some offers and making sure they were transfers had ended up. And that's where I found where we had landed Drake Johnson, the Texas state DB, um, didn't know he had committed because some guys don't always, they post, they got an offer from us, but they don't always say, Hey, this is where, um, I'm going, but I just happened to notice his, his Twitter profile said DB at Southern Illinois. So that's how I knew we landed him. Um, then just some other guys that we could potentially just go over, um, in the recruiting cycle as transfer wise, you know, Malachi, I, Ironman, a long snapper at American River College out in California. Um, we've been following him a little bit. Brent Jackson is a DB from Bucknell. Um, we put an offer out to Stone Snyder, a linebacker from VMI, has yet to transfer somewhere. Zach Blackwood from Garden City Community College. Um, I think he could be a D lineman that comes in here and play right away. Same with Reggie Jones from the College of the Canyons out in California at 6'2", 271. Um, we know Miles McCatherine out of the College of DuPage um, receiver hasn't landed anywhere, along with Luke Smith um, out of Appalachian State offensive lineman. Um, same with uh, Sean Derek Powell, the North Alabama running back. Um, we put an offer out to earlier the thing. Did some uh, – just some – the, some high school kids we still have offers out to that haven't that I haven't seen land anywhere. Most recently, Ethan Ed, Eddins, a six three kicker from Bishop Kinney High School down in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he's a very talented kicker down in the state of Florida. Surprised he's still out on the market. Uh, Jayon Jackson, a DB from East St. Louis High School, still have an offer out to him. Uh, Jaeem Ingram, a defensive lineman from Muscle Shoals High School out in Alabama. Offer out to him. Leslie Black, defensive end, uh, Statesboro, Georgia, has not committed anywhere. Tyson Beck, 6'4", defensive end from Homewood Flossmore up in the Chicago area, is still available. A couple more. Uh, Gus Gamage, a 6'4", lineman from Rome, Georgia, Brody Ballou, a 6'5 off the lineman from Calhoun, Georgia. Carter Schmidt, a 6'6 lineman from Kearney High School in Missouri, still available. A uh, couple tight ends, uh, one tight end, and Garrett Taylor out of Siddle, Illinois. Uh, Jamaica Caitlin High School. Donnie Cheers, a receiver from 
Marion High School down in Marion, Arkansas. Uh, Jordan Lovett uh, out of Statesboro, Georgia, running back. Darian Jones, Park Hill South High School out in Kansas City. Um, and then I think there's a couple more here. I think there's just Mike Michael Hines, 6'3 athlete from down in Alabama. Um, Jay Sean Jenkins down in Houston, Texas, um, an athlete. Then uh, one more would be Briggs Bartosh, a 5'11 athlete out of the Kansas City here area, which I think he's a three-star getting some big-time looks right now. So those are the guys that are still out there potentially down the road, maybe land or maybe they land elsewhere. But um, some couple transfers out there that I'd be interested in. But this has been a really good recruiting process for this staff. Um, they've done a really nice job. We know we've had some staff turnover, but that's going to happen at this level. Like Nick Hill always says, he wants to bring in guys here that can get them to the next level. But Nate Griffin, our recruiting coordinator, um, has done a great job. We know Mark Watson has moved on now, but he's done a great job. Dan Clark's done a nice job getting some offensive linemen. Dalman has done a great job down in the south, but we know all our coaches, Mac McLaren, Antonio James, Terry Hawthorne, Blake Rowan, OC, our OC and quarterbacks coach. Um, but Nick and his has put a, together a great staff, and we've starting to really take off on the recruiting trail the last couple of years. Started back with that 20, 2016 class with Jeremy Chin and those guys, but we just keep getting better and better, bringing in better recruiting classes. So excited about these guys. Can't wait. I know a lot of them are already on campus um, for uh, early enrollees, especially those transfers are already here. But we got another recruiting class or recruiting signing day tomorrow. Um, hopefully we can add a couple surprises in there and add to this class because those guys I just mentioned that haven't signed yet, plus some maybe surprises, like I said, can really put the cherry on top with this class because it's going to be another another great spring football season. Can't wait for the see what happens through spring, then go to the spring football game, then get these guys ready for the summer, then into fall camp, really start ramping up the process there. So, like I said, we said me and Nick will probably, I'd say here in the next week or so, probably hop back on together and go over what maybe what the depth chart looks going in the spring or what we think um, potential um, what the starters could be going in the spring in our opinion. So excited for it. We will see you guys until then. We will see you guys probably next couple of weeks, like I said. Um, so until then, always go dogs. <laughs>